The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome into the Orange Zone podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want to get your podcasts. You can also find every episode on our CMY Central YouTube page. New episodes release weekly, and we invite you to like, comment, and subscribe for more Orange Zone content. We are your place for all things Syracuse Orange. Welcome in. I'm Tommy Sladak. We have Samantha Crossan, as always. And, da- and back over at the producer camera, We've had Brendan Hodges on the producer Mike, but we've added one to the team. Her name's Rachel Culver, and she's a part of the crew now. Rachel, how we feel? Welcome to OZ. I'm excited. It's been a long time coming. I'm happy to be here with you all. It really has. Now, give uh, give the give the listeners a quick background on you. Where are you from? Where'd you go to school? And uh, what what sport is number one for you? Yeah. Um, so I'm from this area. I'm from the Finger Lakes region. I went to high school in Union Springs, and mm-hmm. I graduated from Emerson College in Boston with a degree in sports communication. Um, for me, the number one sport has always been basketball, and it always will be. Always been hoops. She's Tar Heels Nation. And Did you know that? Apparently, a fire better. Yes. So that's something we need to keep our eyes on. Yeah, she's Doctor. She's Doctor Locks. You gotta look out. You gotta look out. But uh, anyway, Rachel, welcome, welcome on. So Rachel and, and Brandon will be splitting time on the producer mic. It's just about growing the team, growing the brand, and and we're pumped about it. So welcome. And I know you have some trivia for us, and a little bit later in the show, yeah. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Brandon says we're not going to get his today. So I'm excited about that. I you saw like, that text, right? I was like, double the producer, double the trivia. Is that how it's going to work? I hope so. All right. I think we'll make that work. And I think we got to start with uh, what's been working all season. That's Syracuse women's lacrosse, baby. Numero oh, yeah. uno, second week in a row. Uh, no questions about this one when they throttle Louisville. 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 I think all of those were right. All of those work. 17 My, si- my sister five. goes to school there, man, so I got to make sure you get it How right. many sisters you got, Brennan, bro? It's, one. It's always, I have one. It's always a relative with you. I thought, the, who went to Bellarmine? My sister. My Whoa. only sister. When's the next cousin's wedding? <laughs> so she's going to both schools now. All my co- other cousins are younger than me. Okay. All right. Back on track. Anyway, Midwesterners get married earlier. Brendan can attest to that. 100% true. Absolutely true. But anyway... 17-5, to five, got it done on the road. Um, this one was never close. I don't think anyone was expecting it to be close, but it was just another layer and another affirmation that this is the best team in the country. I have been thinking about it a lot, and I think there's a sliding scale. At the worst, this would be the best team that we've seen since the 2021 team that went to the national championship. Yeah. At its best, this could be the best lacrosse program from Syracuse that we've ever seen I don't know where it's going to fall on that yet and I haven't made up my mind but I think that the game that's coming up against UNC will be another really important step in kind of determining how good is this team really compared to all of the other teams in the in the sphere and by the way this is a little off topic but I was thinking about this too it is so cool to me that there are still three teams that are undefeated 
it's not just Syracuse. I am kind of curious. We always talk about the teams in the ACC, but where is a team like Denver or Army going to rank? Me and Brennan talked about this a little. Sure. And for those of you that are listening that love Syracuse connections, it's Michelle Tumalo right now, who is one of the best Syracuse lacrosse players of all time coaching at Army. She's done a really good job with that program. It just it goes to show how powerful coaching is in lacrosse. Um, and, and, and in any sport, really. But there's there's something that carries so much weight when it comes to the coaches and just how how viable and how valuable that is. Um, and, and it is interesting, right? Because I think we've experienced it from, from other angles of you see this undefeated team, you maybe don't feel like they're getting the respect they deserve. But when you're undefeated in the ACC and women's lacrosse, you're, you're going to be near the top. It's just not going to be the same for Army and Denver. And so it becomes a question of what can you make of the games that you are seeing? Because mm-hmm. after, this, after the season starts, there's no changing the schedule. There's no adding games midseason. You know, high school, you can maybe get, get away with that sometimes. But at the college level, there's, there's no adding to the schedule to, okay, well, hey, we got a team like Denver. We got a team like Army that's really impressing. Let's line them up with Northwestern and see how they do. You can't do that. So you have to work off of what you have, and it's up to the voters to make that best judgment. But I do think there are times because of that schedule that a team can maybe have that level of just getting that level of uh, disrespect. But um, all other times it goes the opposite way. I think the only way you can combat that is by putting as many tough non-conference opponents that you can we've seen Stony Brook and Spolina do that as frequently as possible yeah and I think I think Michelle Tumulo with Army they've been trying to do the same thing but you are right the the bottom line is that the ACC is the best conference for women's lacrosse so if you're in it you're going to be facing the best competition all year long so I think a team like Syracuse does have an advantage in that in that regard they really do and the mm-hmm. producers they, they went all out this week for for the stats because how can you not have so many stats with this team um, the Tyrell sisters were a wagon against the Cardinals Emma and Megan Megan moves to third place on SU's all-time points list love this one from Hodges Megan Tyrell is 366 career points and now sits 27 points behind second place Kayla Trainer with 393 and 30 points behind first place Katie Rowan with 396. Katie Rowan just um, inducted or had the had the jersey ceremony last year, so that was a special moment. And then you also have 10 different Orange players that scored, with five of them scoring at least two goals. And if that's not a sentence that that gives just a full picture of what this season's been like, I don't know what else is. Thought about that too. It used to be the Meg show, mm-hmm. or we talked about the Emma show, or we talked about the Tyrell show. I have so many shows I'm keeping so up many with. Shows. So exciting. Yeah. And I think that creativity, the amount of people who are a threat, you, you literally could, could go as far as to say that anyone who is on that offensive side of the ball is a threat. And we've seen that play out in real time. The first or second quarter in a lot of these games, it is your, your normal, your normal cast and crew. Mm-hmm. It's the Tyrell sisters and Emma Ward and Meg Carney. But then kind of around this third and fourth quarter, you're seeing other people who are getting involved. Maddie Baxter, Tessa Query, like anyone else who's on the field. And you realize like it is going to be a challenge for any team to defend them because what defense do you do when every single person is a threat? I've noticed this. When, when the subs start coming in for this team, you don't really notice it right away. I know. And that says so much to me you want to know why why because emma ward is a she's not starting she's a substitute yeah well it goes beyond emma it's like we're talking megan carney didn't score this weekend guys 
Yeah, that's crazy. Keep that in mind. Just goes has a six goal game and then down to zero, but it's 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 no biggie. It's, it really it's, is no biggie. It's whoever. It's 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 it does feel as if they're deciding when they're coming down the field. Who's gonna score this one? You know what? Let's go. Let's go, Megan. This one. Let's go, Emma. This one. And again, I know this is something we've discussed, but I I do really like this stat, Brendan, that it's ten different orange players scoring, because. We've talked about that element of selflessness. That just always seems like it's on full display. Mm-hmm. When Meg Carney has a game where there are zero goals scored, it's no biggie because everybody else is a scoring threat too, and they share the ball so well. And a big reason for that is Emma Ward. Me and Brendan watched the entire Stony Brook game. That was, like Brendan, that was disgusting, like what she was able to do from X. Disgusting does not even begin to describe what Emma Ward it was, can do. It was do. sickening. It, it's, it's one of those things where you look, and she does it so many different ways. She she did it on the break. She did it from X. There was this one play, Sam, where you and I were watching this, and she spins away from a single defender. Then a double team comes, and she spins out of that, and she throws a jump pass over the crossbar <laughs> to assist Megan Tyrell. And it's Like they're sending a double on her? And she's still breaking it. So yeah. that's two defenders who you're utilizing to cover this one person, and it's not even working. You can't stop it. You can't right. even stop it. Not to mention, I know that Brennan always likes to bring this up, but did you know she was a quarterback in high school? She played on a football team. I did not up know until, that. Was it, was it in high school? I think school? she was a running back. You did a story No, no it was both. Her. It was she, both. Well, she, you, yeah. And it, I knew we, about the running back, I believe. We call it co- You call it quarterbacking behind at X, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I hear that term so much. And looking at her distribute, it, it, she has that like point guard, quarterback uh, thing with her. But IQ. then she steps up to the eight and decides to take a free position shot, and, and no one can stop it. When she, when she lines up to take a free position shot, like, it's, like, it's like embarrassing. Like, I, I, I feel scared for what is about to come next. She doesn't even take a step. No. Like, she has that much power that she just rips it right from the line. And that's something Charlotte North used to do, too. I was just about to bring her up. And it was was great, actually, hearing Charlotte North on the call. Yeah, it was cool. Um, Just... For someone that's one year removed to to already be talking about you know players that she literally knows it's like <laughs> it's just a funny it's kind of a funny concept right but she's like already a legend of the game uh, but it was it was just it it was reassuring just to hear her perspective on things with this team and the one thing she brought up was how how do you game plan for them she's like you there's a part of you as the opposing coach that just can't. You just can't because of how many weapons and they're able to plug and play and you can't target just one, you can't target just two, you can't target just three. It's anyone on that field is just, they're a freaking danger. I agree. And and I'm sure, I don't know who could beat them, if anyone, but I think that the team that, that could beat them, if it was possible, would be a team that's willing to also game plan on the move that's willing to game plan in game because as you said you can go in there thinking and some teams have tried this we're going to try more of a zone defense or whatever the case may be a backer defense we saw that from Stony Brook but I think when you get in there and you actually kind of get to see and play against this beast that is the Syracuse women's lacrosse team you have to be willing to make those adjustments as the game goes on do you think their pacing adds such a level of of a sense of frightenment for the other team in, in that they're able to truly put four goals down your throat before like a minute goes by? I think, I think that when you get in a hole like that, it is that much more challenging to get out. There's no way that teams yeah. who haven't played them yet aren't watching film and thinking, once Syracuse gets four or five goals ahead of us, now we're really in the danger zone of not being able to come back. I think you have to keep it close with Syracuse 
for most of the game. Mm-hmm. I don't think, especially with D. Schweitzer, right? You yeah. Have, you have Delaney Schweitzer in cage two. I don't think that you're going to be able to go on a run against Syracuse. So I think a team that beats Syracuse is going to figure out a way to stay within three or so goals the entire game. Well, keep in mind, guys, we, we mentioned that Stony Brook game a couple times. It, Stony Brook had the game plan there. Stay one step ahead of Syracuse. They were up or tied the entire half until Syracuse won some draws and got three goals up, and the game was over at halftime. You Can we talk about it. those those draw plays in the faceoff? Like, I was, I think that's where you you look at how do you spark any comeback, and you have to start from the X. And I think, so like, it was interesting to me because I feel like people didn't talk about this enough. Stony Brook played such a good game against them; they really did. They yeah. played them so well. There were so many people that stepped up. Morgan Mitchell had like the best game of her entire life. That's another Mount Sinai kid in like the first quarter. In like the first quarter, too crazy. Like all the people who we thought would step up. Kaylin Hart yeah. and Ellie Macera and all of their normal cast was nowhere to be found. But I mean, I mean, it was nice to see. It was cool to see. I knew Stony Brook would play them well and play a good game against them. But yeah, the draw control circle was where things fell apart, which was surprising because again, Caitlin Mascheski, the person who was in for them the whole year is out. Yeah, um, That was someone who was already breaking records and, and had a historic season so far. But um, Olivia Adamson has really stepped up. I mean, those were big shoes to fill. I'm really impressed. Really impressive, right? Like that was a big position where that happened in the beginning of the season. And I was like, I do wonder how this is going to impact things. But she stepped right up. So she hasn't, hasn't been really having a hard time at all. I mean, she... Out of all those stats at the end of the game, I think the the draw control stats were the were the most unbalanced one. Really, like the rest of the way through, it was pretty balanced from the other the other categories. Oh, paints the picture for sure. And where do we go from here? Syracuse plays its final conference game Tuesday night. That it would be tonight. We're filming this on Tuesday, so this will be dated by the time you're listening to it. But they're taking on Cornell at the JMA Wireless Stone before it's all ACC from there. Big Red coming in 6-3 on the season. 0-2 against ranked teams, meaning their opponent was ranked at the time of the game. Thank you for the parentheses there. They are coming off a 15-11 loss to number 17 Princeton. But looking ahead, it just continues the, the constant trend, and that is got to play the best to beat the best. Number 11, Virginia. Number 22, Clemson. Number 3, North Carolina. And number 7, Boston College. The four, all four in April. And uh, gosh, UNC. UNC April fifteenth. We gotta find a way to get to Chapel Hill. I like mm-hmm. hate that it's not it's not here. That's like really bothering me. I know, I know. It does. It adds a di- an additional level, right? You do mm-hmm. wonder if that w- is gonna play a role in it, but more just selfishly because I want to be there. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I, listen, I get it. I get it. I wish we could travel to all these games, but we'll see how far they make it and maybe talk once it comes playoff time. You think they would let us go to that? I think so. I hope so. I hope so we'll too. start. We'll start pushing it Making upstairs. Making Memorial Day plans a little early, guys. <laughs> Forgot it is Memorial Day. I mean, hey, wait, no, 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 knock on wood, knock on wood. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to set something up bad. Thank you. Knock on wood back there, please. Thanks. Appreciate it. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my! Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, trivia part one. Let's get after it. Yeah, let's get after trivia part one, shall we? Uh, this is the harder of the two questions by far. 
um, by my own account. Um, I did some mad research on this, guys. So coming into tonight, Tuesday's matchup against Cornell, obviously it's been the story the entire year. Syracuse lacrosse's record start, 11-0. Nothing like we've seen before, except we have in other sports. Name the last three Syracuse University athletic programs to win at least 10 games to start a season and name the years they did it. Wow. Wow. He went hard. We can start with the sports. If <clears> you that's like. what I was thinking. I'm feeling like SU men's basketball. Yeah. That is one of them. Okay. I think I have the year for that as well. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, 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 wait. Let's get our sports down. Let's get our sports first. So we have basketball, um, men's lacrosse. No. Really? Really. Women's lacrosse. No. Women's basketball. What was that? You're just rattling off here. Hold sorry, on. Hold sorry. Got ahead of myself. Um, no, he said, what was that? He's oh. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't he hear you because Tommy cut you off. Wait, no, I didn't. I wasn't even talking. Like, you mumbled it out. That's why I'm asking, what was that? Mumble. Well, I said women's basketball, but he shut me down. Well, that is the, sec- that is the second one. <laughs> so just let me there cook. Let me cook, baby. I was letting you cook. You've gotten um, two of the three sports. I, you're not going to get the third. Don't, don't, don't say um, that. Yeah. You're yeah. literally not going to get the third. It's no, probably. No, so it ha- it's, it's something weird. It's probably uh, uh, tennis or volleyball? No, but volleyball did win over 10 games back in 2010. That was not recent enough. Wait a minute. The question here is going 10 and 0 to start the season, right? At least 10 wins to start the season. But that means 10 and 0. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. it's the last three programs to do it. Okay. Right. So we have women's basketball. And we basketball. have two of the programs. Yes. Wait. Oh. Um, Thanks to me. It, this dating it a little bit, but what is it? Football in 1987. No. So there was a team before that. No. <laughs> His face. Um, didn't that team that, that tied Auburn, didn't they go 10-0 and and then tied? Did they they weren't one of the last three programs to go 10-0, and at least 10-0. He and did 0. say that. He did say that. I said the last three programs okay, okay. to start the season <laughs> was, was 10 or more wins. I thought he was saying that it was before that. I was like, well, it can't predate it if it's a fact. Well, first things first, we need to get the third sport. Yeah, we do need to get that down. Do we have a fencing program? What about no? There are two it's things funny. On my mind. It's funny you mentioned that somebody asked me that question today. When I Rowing, asked. track and field, swimming, gymnastics. It's more events. By the way, I do. I don't have think the, they have like a. Record. I, I don't just, think there's like a six and zero record in track. I know, but but I don't know what else to guess either. Hold on. Did you hear what I said? Softball. No. No. Do you hear my three? What you, you said? Th- track and field, swimming, swimming and, and gymnastics. We don't have a gymnastics yeah, team. Yeah, just just guessing. It. Um, no, was it? Come on, Sean Carroll's wrestling team? No, it was not. Sean come on, what's what's going on? What else is there? Mm, They're like an equestrian team or something. I'm trying to think of ones that have like one and one, two and three. Would you like records. a hint as to which sport? Just, it is? I think I just want the sport at this point. <sighs> I, there's no, a pretty big hint here that I can on. give you. There's a pretty big hint. I what, can give what are we missing right I now? I know. I, I don't even like want the hint. Like, there, it's just a sport. Just name other sports. I, I don't think you're going to get it even with the hint. Is it? Is, is it, it is like the, weird? Is the team like, still here? Yes, it is. Come on. What the heck? Do we have a squash team? Are we that preppy? Is there? No. No. Okay. Field you, hockey. Yes. That's. I'm on a so roll, baby. So bad. How do we not think about that? Well, that was what 2016, the championship. 2015. Don't say we. 2015. Yeah. Dang it. Sam, don't don't act so impressive. Look at where you go. You named what you, ev- wait, wait, what are you Sam, about? You named every sport. And I named then, every sport. But and some I'm that weren't even this here. Team right now. You named every sport and sports that aren't even at the school. Equestrian, squash. 
You are not going to get me down right now. Yes, I am. All right, on to the second part. Yeah. Well, well no, you have to get the years. You already, I know. You already so have, you already have field hockey about. years. By the way, the field hockey year 2015, their, their one loss of the season, they went 21 and 1, won 17 straight, lost to North Carolina in the ACC tournament, got revenge in the national championship game, beating North Carolina to win it. Yeah, that was awesome. Shout out to Ange Bradley. Just retired. Yeah. Um, okay, the other two women's basketball, right? And football? No. 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 Why do we say that? Women's basketball and uh, men's basketball. Yeah, you get the years. Um, men's basketball, I believe, was when I believe it was the year that Tyler Ennis hit that buzzer beater against Pitt to stay undefeated when they were ranked number one and Pitt was number 25. In order for them to be ranked number one at that point in the season, I'm going to put my pin on 2013 or 14. Well done, Tommy. The 2013-2013 season. They went 25-0 and 0 to start that, that season. That was crazy. really impressive. That is crazy. Good for you. Oh, you're talking about me being yeah. impressive. I thought you were talking about the team. None of you were impressive. We were both impressive there. No, you weren't. Myself and Syracuse basketball in 2013. Okay. <laughs> Women's basketball. I believe they started that hot. Sam, are you tapping the table? Sorry. The year they went to James Munger over here. Or no, Lawrence was a bigger tapper. One of them's a big tapper on the table. <laughs> really? I yeah. In, in editing, I have to do a lot of audio adjustments. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this is probably their fi- the year that Syracuse, that they went to the Final Four in 2016. You're a year off. This oh, kid's on a heater, though. 2017, Shoot. 2018. Should have had that. By the way, speaking of our good friends James Mungro and Lawrence Moten, I yeah. went back through all of our episodes starting when we were doing uh, multiple questions for the football season, and I have calculated who is in the lead trivia-wise by winning percentage. Is it Moten? It is not Moten. He's one percentage point behind Sam Croston. Sam Croston. Wow. Wow, the, wa- the wagon. T- but today she may have lost that lead based on You don't get to no, you don't get to just <laughs> Why based on everything I guess? Uh, that's you're not you're going to get you're going to get 2 points out of the Judge six. me fairly. I, I I am. I'm giving you 2 points out of the 6 because you got the two sports, you didn't get no, any of the No, I got 3. Years. I got the, all 3 yeah, sports. Yeah, after got. guessing the other like 20 that were here and didn't exist here ever. So that, that could was, be that could be not. I'm surprised you yeah. didn't say club baseball. <laughs> <laughs> How because did we blame? No, because you, he made you, it he seem like it. It, yeah, he tricked me. He made me. it seem like That's it was something thing. super obscure. Yeah, he's like, he's like, and it was never field get hockey. It, it was time, one of the most like, plain in like like sports that are right there on the front page as you can get. You're such a villain. I'm aware villain. of that. Uh, Rachel's on the mic now with part two, if you'd like. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, let's do it, Rach. All right. So ahead of tonight's game against Cornell, we're taking a look at interstate. Um, competition for okay. Syracuse women's lacrosse. So SU women's lacrosse has only ever lost to two schools based in New York State. Name both of those programs. Ever. Ooh. Okay. All right. All right. I'll tell you what ten team they won to, against. Ten seconds to gather. Ten seconds to gather. All right. Here. Two teams they've ever lost against in New York State. Okay. Um. I feel like did they ever lose to Stony Brook? Absolutely yes. You think so? I okay. I really do. All right, so let's let's let's. Oh no, I know they have. I know they have. All right, let's hold it. Let's hold. Is this gonna be a combined answer? Yeah, I think right. it is. All right, so we. Let's I, combine think, them. I think we have our one, two. Um. Now let's just really think. Now. Let's really think. Let's really think. Let's really think. <laughs> Who's maybe been hot in the past? 
Do you know I played in the dome when I was at Colgate? I didn't know that. And I lost. Did you? Yeah. How was that experience? Um, humbling. Yeah. Yeah. Was it like I feel like it was probably very uh it's probably a lot walking in there for the first time. It was. It was. Em- it was when Emily Harishuk was there at that time. Some heaters. Did save a shot though. Nice. All right, anyway, let's really think about this for a minute. Um trying to think uh actually i knew a girl that played at iona i don't feel that that's not that's not sitting right it's not sitting right i feel like that would be a really rare well let's think for a second yeah even like downstate i'm not nothing's really appealing to me that is not appealing to me at all um i don't think the the bonnies i don't believe have been deep one that long so this is bad don't judge me i'm bad at geography that's cool is army in new york okay but i don't think they would have that is kind of bad as a downstate as, as a downstate resident. Not Sorry. bad, but it's it's not it's not great. But it's also just like you guys. Yeah. But you do kind of have a little bit to redeem yourself for after that first trivia question. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you're kind of just beating Rachel around the question right now. <laughs> Let's go Stony Brook. And oh God, now I'm nervous. It's okay. It's There's okay. really only a few options. Oh, Stony Brook in Albany. Are those your final answers? Yes. One for two. No! And I'm kind of disappointed, guys. I thought you... That was such a, like, last minute... Forgot about the Great Danes. Oh, that was good. good. They've had good teams. really good Stony Stony Brook was correct. Okay. Nice job, Knew it. Knew it. Guys, who are they playing tomorrow? I mean, tonight. No! Don't tell me that. That is so evil. Both of you are evil now. Oh my gosh! Those Cornell, Cornell's the answer. Yep, you slept on the bears. Totally slept on them. Big red bear, big red bear. All right, good work, good work, everybody. Yeah, nice job, nice job. Stumped, stumped. Oh, I thought that was coming from the clouds. We're getting better though. It's 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 not like the questions how they used to be, yeah. where nobody gets anything. So good on Brendan for better questions, and good on us for really getting educated. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Getting educated. Sorry, I've been hitting the mic a it's, lot. It's our pleasure to serve you and ser- in multiple ways, actually. Serve you in terms of giving you notes and serve you in trivia. And destruction is our, like, calling card here. So you're welcome in multiple ways. Thanks. <laughs> and, and I got to say, Rachel is fitting right into this trivia villain thing. Like, it, it is uh, – I have obviously been teaching her well in the newsroom at Trivia Games. Where yeah, this is this is – I'm a little bit worried about what we've created. I think we've created a two-headed monster now. A little, little scary. scary. I, I can't wait until she meets Moten and has to battle. Because Rachel has this, like, um, and we've all seen this, that fantasy March Madness draft. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Moten saw that, man, oh, my goodness. Yeah, fantasy March Madness. Yeah, that's pretty legendary. I mean, there should be just your own website <laughs> at this point about it, Rachel, seriously. But uh, SU Men's Lacrosse. Let's talk about the Orange Men, uh, because they're on a three-game heater right now. Happy to see it. Kraus Simmons Trophy staying on the SU Hill, beating Hobart, I believe, for a ninth straight time. They put up 18 goals on the Statesman. Joey Splina scoring four. Michael Leo had a really great game, scoring a hat trick. Cole Kirst earned his 100th career point in the win. And, yeah, boy, Will Mark made seven, 14 saves to only six goals. Actually, seven goals, right? Or, no, he got subbed out maybe at the end. I think it finished eighteen to seven. Okay, um, I, I I I took in this game, watched the whole thing. 
took in posts. Okay. And I kind of like where we're heading here. Why? And I think there's going to be an upset coming in this next stretch here because they're playing four ranked teams. What gives you hope? What gives me hope? I think it was that beginning stretch when they were playing some of the nation's best. They couldn't get it done, but compared to last year, they really belonged in most of these games. Um, you know, like the UNC game, of course, just pulled away and just complete domination there by the Tar Heels end of the game. But Gary Gate made a mention of we know we're supposed to be here and having this three-game win streak now to be able to execute exactly what we want to do and to do it very well, I think is going to carry over. And I absolutely expect there to be a win in these last four here because he says, and and it's true, he goes, every game's a playoff game from here on out. So true. 100% 100% true. And I think they are really at that fork in the road. I think that comes for this team right now. I don't know why I thought about this today, but I almost feel like, in a way, hear me out, Okay. they're almost reminding me of the SU football team in the sense of, I know it's not like hot to start the season and then some crashes at the end, but I feel like they're at a point right now where you really could remember their legacy from this season in two totally different ways. Either they're going to be the team that won all the games they were supposed to and lost all the games they were supposed to, or they're the team that found a way to start beating ranked teams. And Mm -hmm. that's a decision that you, if you're going to make it, you make it right now in this stretch of the next four games. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a great point. And, and, and to me, what would you categorize as a success over these next four games? Is it just getting one of them or are you, or, or are your expectations higher? And where does that and where do you think that's that stems from? I know that's a tough question. I don't think that my expectations necessarily for the season are higher than one ranked win. Yeah. But my expectations for the program for the are program, higher than that. Certainly, certainly. I think if you go to Syracuse to play men's lacrosse, there's a certain level of umph that comes with that. I would love to see them I would love to see them grab two, maybe even three. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I think two. I think people would say, you know what? All right. Yeah. They made really great strides. They hung with some of the teams that, that maybe should have beat them or that was intended to be a close game, and they figured out a way to overcome ranked opponents. Because, again, and this is, this is one of those things where I put this in a positive category, they really have hung with many of these ranked teams. I mean, it has been close games at the end, but Syracuse does need to figure out a way to come out on top because what is close good for at the end of the year? You know what I mean? I think the the – the depth we've been seeing channeled in these past three games needs to carry over into where it's, you know, Gary uh, had an interesting point where, you know, it it was him and three players up on the podium and he's like, it's been like a different crew up here almost every game. You know, Joey's kind of a constant, but he goes, the other two or three have, have changed. And to me, I think you need that because if, if, if it's Joey and, and Owen Hiltz going up there, every single time, it, it probably means you're not getting as many people involved. So I would love to see it if that continues to work here. And and honestly, shout out uh, Spelina, man, because his behind the back, it, it really is becoming so normal, which is beyond crazy. And it was interesting hearing him talk about that because he's, like, he's like, I've done it. He's like, I've practiced that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds And that's what I was going to say. I mean, 100%. It was amazing. Yeah. He went sicko mode. Yeah. 100%. But 
That is your big phrase this month. That's that's my phrase of the month. Yeah, and fork in the road. You like fork in the road, and you like you like. Uh, it will it will filter in, mode. and it will fil- filter out. But that's the thing. I don't think that he's getting good at that, or that it's becoming normal. I'm telling you that from high school, it always was. Like it's not new. It's just new to people in Syracuse. He was always a trickster like this. These were always the things he liked to do. He was always sneaky about his approach. And I think that creativity is why people like to see him on the field and why people think that he fits in with the Syracuse culture. Who else is, has made an, an impression on you this season? And, and it can be and it can be a name we know, but it can also be a name maybe we don't know too much or didn't know too much about heading into this season. As far as younger players are concerned, I like Harrison Thompson. Mm-hmm. I think he has a unique style. He fits into Coach Gates' Canadian box lacrosse style of player. I think he's added to that, um, you know, the no-look passes and the fast ball movement. And he's a player that doesn't have a ton of size to him, but he likes to get inside and find ways to really get a, a greater angle shot. Yeah. Um, as far as a name that's kind of more of a household name, I think Owen Hiltz is great. It's so nice to see him back the same way that Emma Ward's back. It just You feel like the team wasn't 100% complete without him. I love that, and actually, we and if he if it's all right with him, we have our we have one of our photographers Westbrook over here, and he's rocking some amazing Syracuse gear. Westbrook, would you would you want to join the show just to give give the people a little bit of a show of what you're rocking? Because I love this, I love this, love this, love this. Yeah, you come on over here in the middle. Me. How amazing is this, Skycam, Westbrook? If you want to just talk into the mic, give us a little little background on the outfit. Today. Well, you know, Syracuse is near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. If you probably pricked me, I'd bleed blue and orange. Um, <laughs> the dear Samantha Crossan and I are going to cover some, um, the number one lacrosse team in the nation on the women's side, rightfully so. Uh, big game against Cornell tonight. So when you're on the hill, man, you got to do as the, uh, SU and, uh, the Syracusans do. So here we go. And what about the green hair? Talk to us about that. So my green hair. um, Wow. My green hair is um, I'm cutting it all off on Sunday for St. Baldrick's, which is a organization charity that raises money for childhood cancer research. And this year, when I hit certain milestones, um, I dyed my hair orange. I bleached my hair white. And then... The final one was green, which are the three colors of the Irish flag. And then Sunday, it's all going off, baby. It's coming off. We're going, no, not, not big bald, but we're going, <laughs> no, no, you know, straight razor. Boom, 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 boom. Do you miss it? Do you, uh, I, can't, I don't even have a mic right now. Do, do you miss it? Do you miss it when that happens? When you have to say goodbye? Well, I only You do get, have great hair. Thank yeah. you. Oh, it's like thank you. Hair. I only get one haircut a year, uh-huh. and that's on St. Baldrick's. Um, so it's all for a good cause. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to stand in solidarity with, you know, not to, I've, I've met some incredible people doing this job. One of them was a FM high school student, student Katrina Hutz. And uh, she was diagnosed with leukemia, a really advanced form of leukemia. And doing a story on her, she, you know, she kind of, she just came back swinging. She's in remission. She set up a blood drive by herself and and that's you know we just we gotta we gotta support our own and we gotta make it happen and this is the one way that i know how everything this man does is intentional i'll give you that westbrook short tell everyone go cues all right continuing on the winning streak tonight (laughs) thank you my man love that spontaneous in the moment that is westbrook and 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 not in the not in the slightest 
nervous. That man just belongs on a podcast, the more I think about it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Probably one of the best dudes of all time that I know. Really has a good heart. Oh, big time all-timer. Uh, but anyway, Notre Dame this weekend. Really looking forward to that. And I should—I was mentioning the four games here. I was just thinking of the looking ahead. But number three, Notre Dame is in town this weekend. Two o'clock start on the ACC Network. Should be a fantastic game. Um, final words from Rachel, Brendan, and Sam before we close out this episode of the Orange Zone Podcast. Oh, are we going first? If you want to. Sure. Oh, Westbrook, you can stay on the camera. Get in here, bud. Get in here, bud. That hair is awesome, by the way. Um, final words, Tommy, Sam, you have let something loose that you did not want to let loose, and that is somebody crazier than me when it comes to making people not answer questions right. <laughs> so she's already enjoying it. Oh, that. yeah. You can see there's a smile on her face right now. She's grinning ear to ear, and I'm not, I think it's partially because of Westbrook's green hair and right. full Syracuse. Green, right. But I also think it's because she made you guys look stupid for the first time today. It's it probably is a fantastic feeling. I mean, this this show doesn't run and operate unless there's some people making fun of other people. In all seriousness, yeah. too, um, we need to get put in check. We need SU, to be humbled. SU Women's Lacrosse is probably the best. And I, Sam knows I'm still young when it comes to the game of women's lacrosse. Call stuff at Colgate, but um, they are something else. I I know I put a question down here saying where can you see a slip up. I don't. Wow. wow! I don't. He never says that. Clip that. Clip that. Clip that. I I do not. That's amazing. See a slip up coming, and if it does come anywhere, it's going to be North Carolina. But even then, like this team is different. Wow! Wow! Love to hear that, Rachel. Final thoughts? Anything on your mind? I am just very happy to be here, and I look forward to all the episodes to come and being a part of the Orange Zone team. Heck yeah. Love that. I feel like that's a note to roll out on, unless you have anything to add. Cut it. Cut it. (laughs) Cut it. We're out of here. Orange Zone Podcast, Tommy Slade, X, Samantha Cross, and Rachel Culver, Brendan Hodges, Westbrook Shortell with the impromptu visit. (laughs) Loved it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're liking and subscribing. Peace. We're out here. See ya.